We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of PogRx. I am your host, Gamer Doc. The more I do this show, the more I'm developing a podcast voice. I don't know why I'm like this. I am pumped to be here. we got a really excellent guest, performance coach Carl. He is a really good dude. I have known him for a really long time, and his ideas always spark a lot of introspection, which is, which is kind of hard sometimes. I've really been thinking a lot about our last guest, Cyrus. Uh, if you haven't, if you didn't see that episode, episode 10, it's really good. Available where podcasts are found. Uh, and then this weekend, I was listening to a show, a talk that Coach Taylor was on. He was a previous guest, I think, episode three. Um, and I've been thinking a lot about mindset and performance lifestyles. It's something that both of those guests spoke about. Uh, and how that's like kind of just working on becoming a better version of yourself, right? We're talking about being a better gamer, we're talking about getting better at gaming, but when you get better at gaming, you have to do things, right? You have to develop discipline in that area. You have to set goals for yourself. You have to meet those goals with with hard work, with, with intention. You have to develop a little bit of introspection to realize what your strengths and weaknesses are. You have to work on all of these skills, right, that, that don't exist in a vacuum. They transfer over to other areas of your life, right? If I have to, you know, record and get this podcast out every Tuesday night, that timeline, that deadline is giving me more discipline, right? If I am setting a schedule for myself that I am going to work on aim trainer for 30 minutes, five times a week, that discipline transfers over to other areas of your life. And the second time you do something like this, the easier it's going to be. So bear with me now when I tell you that being and learning how to be a better gamer is going to make you a better person, right? It's going to make you a better person because we all have the ability to be a better gamer. We all have the ability to be a better gamer. We all have the ability to be a better person. We might not have the knowledge. We might not have the introspection. We might not have the mindset at the time, but we have the ability. You can be a pro League of Legends player. I don't care if you are 40 years old. I don't care if you just started playing League of Legends. You have that ability, right? And the only thing holding you back is yourself. And when I say that, people get upset, right? People get upset because 
there are a lot of things to blame in life. There are a lot of places that you can assign blame for your situation. And that is 100% justified, right? So I didn't get into PC gaming until I was like 27 years old. Oh my God, did I age myself? And that's because I didn't have access to a computer when I was growing up that other people weren't using. I, I couldn't use the computer for extended gaming times. And for a lot of people growing up, they don't have access to a PC or they might not have access to high-speed internet. Thus, they can't get good at League of Legends, right? And so if you are 18 years old and you just scrounged up the money to get a gaming PC and you just got your internet upgraded because you've got a part-time job and you're paying for that extra thing, you can assign blame. Hey, I'm not good at League of Legends because I didn't have a generational lack of access to these things. And that is 100% valid. But in your current situation, you can't change that. You cannot change that. You can assign blame, but when it comes down to it, the responsibility is yours. The responsibility of what you do in that situation is yours, right? So you can assign blame. I don't have the time. I don't have the time because I have kids. I, ha I work two full-time jobs. I'm going to school. I don't have the time to practice, right? You do have the time. You do have the time. You can find the time. You have less time, so you have to be more efficient with the time. That's your responsibility. Um... It's your responsibility to take your situation and make the best of it, right? So that can be really frustrating for some people because we like to blame others. Because taking responsibility is scary. It's scary because it means that your success is only, is only based on your actions, right? And that, that, that's actually really controversial. Isn't it controversial to say that you have responsibility for your actions? It, but it is controversial. I'm probably, I'm probably going to get flack for saying this. But I'm not saying you can't blame things. I'm saying what you do with the cards you are given is your responsibility. You can, if you're, dealt a, if you're dealt a poker hand and it's trash, you can fold and no one's going to blame you, right? Or you can bluff or you can call or you can raise and you can try and get new cards, right? So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? When I was... In medical school, I was playing on Xbox 360, and the Xbox One came out. And everyone transitioned over to Xbox One. The new Call of Duty came out. It wasn't available on 360 anymore. But I didn't have the money to buy an Xbox One because I was on student loans. I was on a significant amount of student loans. I didn't have a job. You don't have time for a job in med school. Um, and I was living month to month on a budget. And I could have said, I don't have the time to do anything else. I'm in med school. And I could have said, I, I'm just not going to play competitive games. But what I did instead was I signed up to be a wag walker, a dog walker. That's a dog walker in, in med school. And so I would bike around New York City and walk dogs at like six in the morning, at like 10 at night when I was done with med school. I'd work for 14 hours and then I'd go walk dogs. And I saved up enough money to buy an Xbox One, right? I took responsibility for my actions. I took responsibility for my situation. You are in control of your life, and that is empowering. It shouldn't be scary. It should be empowering. You are in control of how good you want to be at video games. If you are complacent and happy with being okay, that is fine. More power to you. But if you want to get good at video games, the first step is to figure out that you are the only one in control of that. And let's take it one step further. You are the only one in control of your life, right? 
Be disciplined. Take the skills you learn here and apply them to life. It will help you everywhere. It will. I'm not talking about me. What I'm saying, don't listen to me. But what my guests are saying, because these people are experts in their field and people pay lots of money for their time and they are here for free and you are getting it for free. So listen to what they're saying and extrapolate it to the rest of your life. It will help you everywhere. It's helped me so much. These past months, the things that I have learned from these people has led to more success in my career than I've seen in my entire life, right? I signed with Evil Geniuses this week as a, as a health and performance coach. I've got a couple big deals coming up. I'm not tooting my own horn, but I'm saying the things that I have learned from these people I've tried to apply to my life, and it is I've seen results. I've seen results. Take responsibility. Take responsibility. The first thing you can do is we've got our first PogRx of the episode coming up. So this, what you're going to see in this video takes you 20 seconds. Do it. Pause the episode and do it right after you see it. I double dog dare you. To work on strength and flexibility, find a flat surface you are comfortable putting your hands on, like a yoga mat or carpeted floor. Stand straight upright with your hands at your side. While you engage your core, hinge at the waist to touch the floor in front of you. It's okay if you have to bend your knees a bit. Slowly transfer some of your weight to your hands as you walk the hands forward, eventually bringing your body parallel to the ground in a push-up position. Once there, begin walking your feet forward, keeping your legs as straight as possible. Take small steps, keeping your weight balanced between your hands and feet until your feet are just behind your hands. Transfer the weight back to your feet, engage the core, and return to starting position. All right, y'all. There's one thing you can do to get better at video gaming. I hope you do it. I hope you try it. I hope you pause the episode and you did it. If not, maybe do it after. Maybe you're driving. Don't pause the episode and do it. Car safety is very important. Let us get to our guest. I am so pumped. This is performance coach Carl. Carl is a mental performance consultant. He previously worked with Chaos Esports Clubs, as well as a bunch of other pro esports and traditional sports team. So here he is. Carl, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Oh, you know, flying high, flying high. Pumped to talk to you about <laughs> stuff. Pumped to pick your brain as always. So my very first question is, how are you, performance coach Carl, making players better at video games? Uh, that is a very loaded question, but, uh, <laughs> um, so I, you know, a lot of what my work in esports is all about is helping players develop a little bit more self-awareness around, uh, just themselves and, and kind of, uh, connect a little bit more with who they are as people. Uh, I think a lot of gamers get attracted to video games for the idea of like, an escape or, you know, it's just fun. It's fun to play with friends. It's fun to have that outlet. Uh, and through kind of the progression of becoming better, they start to get more associated with the wins and losses with, you know, LP gain and with a you know, rank and things like that. Uh, and that very quickly disconnects them from this idea of progression for themselves as, as people, as players. Uh, and so, you know, one of the first things that I'm working on with players uh, in esports is just helping them kind of develop a greater sense of self so they can find their own solutions to a lot of their own their own kind of problems and things. What do you mean by a greater sense of self? Yeah, so this, this idea that like... Um, when we get wrapped up in external concepts, when we get wrapped up in external validation, we lose who we are uh, and we become part of the collective of what people see us as. Uh, and that is really kind of, it starts getting really kind of philosophical in a lot of ways. Yeah. 
Um, but there are very real psychological phenomena that happen when we start to lose our sense of self, when we lose autonomy, and we feel like we don't, we aren't making decisions for ourselves. We're making decisions for this idea of who we're supposed to be. Uh, and so helping players kind of connect those dots a little bit more. That is so interesting because the past couple years, one of the things that I've been really working on is uh, not letting people bring me up, which sounds like it's like a bad thing when I tell people that they're like, that seems like weird. You know, so when my, my wife is hyping me up or or someone's hyping me up after like this EG announcement, everyone was like, yeah, let's go, let's go. And I, I don't let people bring me up. Because if they can bring me up, they can also bring me down. And that sounds like, like, that kind of sounds like exactly what you're saying. Because it's like when I feed off the energy of the people around me, I start to need that. And then when you don't have that, it, it brings you down. And I guess it does, like you're saying, it kind of reorganizes your priorities. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Am I thinking of the same thing? That is, that is exactly what I'm talking about, you know, and for, for young players, for people who are being put in the limelight, being put in the spotlight, who have, you know, big contracts and things like that. I mean, they're getting external validation from a billion different directions. And so, you know, it's really easy to lose that sense of self. And when we don't have a sense of self, it becomes really hard to figure out our problems, figure out our pain areas. Where are we going wrong? What is causing us to have, you know, performance anxiety or performance errors or, you know, the ability to focus? Mm -hmm. uh, and are you focusing on the right things versus the wrong things? And, you know, that all bleeds into performance. So if, you know, if you are getting wrapped up in either being brought up or brought down uh, and what that means for who you are as a person, uh, then it becomes really, really hard to to find those ways to get better and find those ways to improve. For I'm, sure. I'm obsessed with this idea. So when you're a pro player and you haven't worked on this at all, and all of a sudden you're you know in the spotlight and thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people are commenting on your every move, it's probably a lot harder to work on than if you're an aspiring pro player and this is something that you can practice at a micro level. You know, you post something and you get one or two trolls or you post something and people support you. So if, if I am someone who is aspiring to be a pro gamer, how do I start working on that? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. So there are a couple of things, and it really starts with uh, the self-awareness aspect of just recognizing that you have lost that sense of self. 
And that's oftentimes one of the biggest things when I'm going into teams, when I'm meeting with players, that's where I'm starting, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because oftentimes they come in and they're like, ah, you know, I, I just can't focus as much as I used to, or I'm not feeling as confident as I used to. Uh, and we go all the way back to square one of like, okay, well, how often are you checking in with yourself? Mm. Are you journaling? Are you doing any kind of mindfulness practice to connect a little bit more with your thoughts, mm-hmm. with the way that you're viewing the world, the game, yourself, you know, your team, all of these things. Um, And so we start all the way back at that kind of like, let's do a little bit more Mm self-reflection. Let's stop looking for validation out here and start looking for validation in here. Uh, And if we do that effectively through things like journaling, through things like mindfulness practice, um, they can start to, you know, feel themselves out a little bit more. And that tends to lead to you know, them being able to make some more decisions for themselves, which increases that autonomy again. And then next thing you know, you know, we're, we're working in the, in the right direction. Bing, bang, boom. So you touched on a, a topic of confidence, which is something that is really important to me because I was like a really good basketball player in high school. And then I showed up to college and, you know, as freshman and the seniors, you know, five five, and the seniors are all like gods. And I rode the pine for most of the season, and then someone got injured, so I got put in as a starter, and I just pooped the bed. I pooped the bed. Mm-hmm. I, I, I two turnovers on the first play, you know, the first two plays, um, and so I got pulled. And then she put me back in in the second half, and two turnovers the first two plays again. And it really was because I didn't have that confidence of being like I'm the best out here, and I can do anything I want. It really felt like it was a confidence issue. So how do you like, first of all, like what, what is confidence look like in esports, And how do I not be so not confident? <laughs> yeah, so confidence is a is a pretty complicated topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that a lot of people look at, and they assume that there are just confident people, or non confident people, right, right. Uh, and it becomes much more about self efficacy, this idea of situation specific, or Uh, you know, kind of specific skill set confidence, right? And so helping players understand that instead of trying to develop this kind of like overarching idea that I need to be confident all the time and feel super great all the time, that they really just need to focus on a couple of really specific skills throughout their own kind of play, whatever they're playing, whatever, you know, for you, basketball, you know, those different skill sets that make up a good basketball player, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, hyper-focusing on those and starting to draw more from the preparation aspect than from the kind of like, how many points are you scoring? Mm -hmm. How many successful assists are you getting? How many, uh, in something like league, how many kills are you securing? How many, you know, those kinds of things. Uh, And if you can draw more from your practice, more from this idea of when I'm working on communication, I have very specific metrics that I'm kind of measuring myself against for me personally, Mm -hmm. And I'm comparing that consistently over the course of a week of practice. When I get to the game, when I get to that moment when the pressure is on and the stress is on, my brain is going to do a natural appraisal of the situation. And one of the first things that it's going to do is go, hey, you're being asked to do something, right? You're being asked to complete a task or to show a skill. Do we have the actual skill that we're being asked to show? Yeah. And what oftentimes happens is people's brains will go back. And because a lot of people rely on confidence from performance, confidence from, you know, well, how did I do last game? How did Mm. I do last match? How did I do, you know, last meet or whatever? 
uh, those moments are few and far between. So it's really hard to develop confidence if you're only playing X amount of games despite playing countless hours in practice. Yeah. So if we can get your brain to go, okay, if I look back at this past week, I see that moment that I was working on wave management. I yes. see that moment that I was working on, you know, keeping track of ultimates. I can see that moment where I was doing call outs for my teams. Right. And it, those individual moments throughout the course of the practice, mm -hmm. your brain goes, oh, yeah, we totally have the skills available to do this. We feel confident we can do this. Right. And then you're off to the races. So building that skill set. So I'm trying to get better at league right now. And I'm like, OK, I'm going to focus in the lane phase. I'm going to out farm my opponent like I'm going to mm -hmm. out farm my opponent. And that's I, if I focus on that and I, kn I know I'm getting better at that when it comes to something that matters. I guess in that situation, I'll be like, oh, I've, I've got that. I've got mm -hmm. I've got that. And so I guess my, my brain is going to be more motivated. This is really helpful because I I am not very good at League of Legends and I'm trying to get yeah, better. Neither, neither am I. Neither <laughs> am I. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Uh, OK. OK. I like that. I like that. And, and that is so true because you, we do. It's like public speaking. Right. We think that some people are just good public speakers. It, it's not like they were trained and they practiced mm -hmm. it, right? It's the same thing with confidence. It's like, oh, those are just born confident people. Like, where mm -hmm. it, just like, I literally everything in life is a skill that can be learned. Like, almost Bingo. everything. 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 Uh, okay, I want to talk about one more thing with you because I value your brain. Um, I've been thinking a lot about stress recently. And I've been mm. thinking a lot about tension. And like the times that I've had tension with other people, the times that I've seen tension with other people, and it, it, it seems like in times of stress, that tension is, is a lot easier to develop, like, because it's harder to regulate your emotions when you're under stress. Um, mm -hmm. How do you approach stress management in an esports org because like right now the international is going on right now and and eg lost their last game they they you know they split they split the they went one-on-one -on -one in group play um and in that moment when you're losing it's easy to blow up on a teammate and it's because you're so stressed out um do you have any tips or ideas or, or, or ways you manage stress management for esports teams yeah um first thing i will say is um one of the one of the biggest things, and it's talked about a ton, especially nowadays. But breathing, mm. like helping players understand the con not 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 like necessarily having a very s right, not necessarily having a hyper specific breathing exercise for them, but just helping them understand physiologically what mm. happens when their breathing becomes shallow due to stress. Mm -hmm. Something a little bit more uh, kind of immediate acting, uh, in my opinion, is actually doing like progressive muscle relaxation. So this idea of moving casually through the different muscle groups in your body, causing tension and then releasing tension, you know, over the course of, of working kind of head to toe. Mm -hmm. uh, and what I've seen when I've done that with players in high stress environments, you know, working with like CLG's League of Legends team and having them do this right before they were about to go on stage to compete was like their shoulders that were like up here suddenly come down here, yeah. right? And their faces, which were like kind of like, you know, wide-eyed and deer in the headlights become much more relaxed, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And that's physiologically, like we need to understand, especially as mental performance coaches, like the idea of stress is not just a cognitive thing. It is a very physio physiological mm -hmm. problem. Totally. And so helping 
helping use like the breathing exercise is excellent because it attacks both the physiological and the psychological. We can get you counting in your breaths. You're not going to be focusing on the hyper stressful thing because you can only be thinking about one thing at a time. Right. Right. If you're focusing on the different muscle groups, you can't be focusing on that stress and you're releasing and reducing that muscle tension. You're getting both the psychological and physiological sides at that point. And that's typically one of the best ways to reduce stress. Yeah. Um, there are players who I worked with who do all kinds of goofy things uh, for themselves <laughs> once they develop a little bit of self-awareness, uh, you know, shaking out the arms, kind of doing some jumping jacks, you know, just anything to kind of re- release that pressure. Uh, and I think, you know, I've seen players who are about to get into it, you know, face to face, and one of them will just, you know, back up, start doing push-ups. And he's like, <laughs> I'm so angry right now. And then he gets up and he's like, all right, like, let's actually, let's talk about the problem. Like, let's, let's find a solution. Uh, you know, and so that's, that's the kind of stuff where like anything that you can do, that's going to allow you to kind of have that release valve for mm-hmm. that pressure and not just hold on to it is going to be way more effective uh, in the long term. And there's a billion different ways to do that. Totally. There's the, when I got a puppy last year, we took her to dog training classes and they were explaining what happens when dogs are shake, shake it off. And it's, they're, Mm -hmm. they're anxious about something and they shake their whole bodies like, like they're, you know, getting rid of water, but they're just doing it without water. And that is a physical manifestation of their stress, but it allows mm-hmm. them to release. So when you see a dog shake it off, it's a healthy adapt- adaptation. So you want to encourage that. And that's kind of similar to what, what, exactly what you're just talking about. There's actually this whole YouTube video about this, these people who do that when they're, when they're anxious and nervous. I think that's really yep. cool. So, okay. So we're almost out of time, but I need from you one thing. So the name of the show is PogRx, so um, play the game prescription. So if you were to take a prescription, this is not medical advice, and write on it one thing that makes people better at video gaming that they can do right now, one thing, just one thing, what would it be? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, journaling. I'm going to go with journaling. Um, going back to this idea of self-awareness, like you gotta, you gotta become more self-aware of, of what's going on with yourself before you can start seeing performance, uh, go a certain way. So journaling is a really excellent way. There's no, there's no right or wrong way to do it. Uh, I've got a person who uses TikTok as video journals for themselves. So, you know, there really is no right or wrong. You know, we don't need MLA citation or APA yeah. and certain font and all this other kind of stuff. And it doesn't need to start with your diary today. You know, you could be super performance related. It could be kind of all of life. It could be a combination, bullet points, whatever. Uh, that's going to give you so much more insight into how your brain is working. What, what are the real things that are your pain points? What are your strengths as well? Which is also super important to know. Uh, and you're just going to set yourself up for long-term success by, by just developing that. So I've never been able to journal. So I used to journal as a kid and then I would go back and read it and get embarrassed by my emotions and thoughts and I'd throw it away, which is a whole Mm -hmm. thing we could unpack later. But so how do I, if I want to start journaling, like if you just tell me to journal and you're like, you can do whatever you want, I'm not going to do it. So like, how do I, how do I start? Like I got, I got my notebook right here that I write other things in. So if I'm going to start journaling today, Mm -hmm. do you have any like prompts for me? 
Yeah. So, so one of the big things that I would ask a player or, or you, <laughs> if you wanted to start journaling, um, typically most people like to have a prompt, right? They like to have a question. And so that would be the first, that would be my first journal. What are the questions that you want to ask yourself? What are the things that you want to know, right? Why am I doing something? Why am I struggling with focus? Why, uh, you know, why am I not feeling as confident as I used to, mm-hmm. right? And by just taking the first prompt or first kind of time that you're journaling and just writing out five questions for yourself, Mm -hmm. right? You're already engaging in the process of journaling Mm -hmm. by asking and figuring out what those questions are for you. Now, there are a billion different places that you can go to find really excellent, like, questions to start, Mm -hmm. right? But the whole point and purpose of journaling by itself is to force you into a place where you're being more self-intrinsically thinking, right? So if you're asking and figuring out like, what do I think my current problems are? How do I ask myself that question? And then if I'm checking back on that every day, right, after after every practice or after every session or whatever, then, and I can just write a quick blurb of like, well, this is what I think was going on, mm-hmm. right? This is how I, this is how I'm feeling right now. Um, this is where I thought my, this is where I thought I was going to be or how this was going to go. And this is how it actually went. Right now you're starting to kind of delve a little deeper. And every time, you know, you kind of open up that notebook again and you read through that, it becomes less about judging yourself and judging what you wrote down and more about how do I build off of that? How do I, what's the next question? What's the next logical question off of what I just put down? And then it starts to become kind of very cyclical, right? Big reason why we, why people don't like journaling is because they feel like there is that right or wrong way. There's some kind of hidden agenda that they need to be fitting into. And when they take someone else's journal prompt and someone else's idea of what journaling is supposed to be and try and squeeze themselves into it, that's when they start to, that's when they start to kind of, you know, go off the rails. And again, sense of autonomy, making those decisions for yourself. You have to be making decisions for yourself to make it feel real, to make it feel like it's you behind the driver's seat mm-hmm. or the driver's wheel, right? Otherwise, it becomes something that, yeah, you'll do, you know, maybe three or four times or a week. And then after that, you lose interest or it doesn't seem as relevant. Yeah. So that would be my, my biggest. Uh, I'm in this tweet and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> well, Carl, you are amazing. So your uh, Twitter username has been below you this whole time. But is there anything else you want to call attention to or anything else you want to discuss? You know, floor is yours. Uh, Yeah, no. Um, If you guys are interested, if anyone is interested in learning more about, um, you know, performance psychology, mental performance coaching, anything like that, definitely feel free to hit me up on the Twitter. Uh, You know, that's I will share my discord. I'm happy to do any of that kind of stuff. Always happy to take questions. Uh, I think that this stuff just needs to be talked about more. It's great to have amazing people like gamer doc who are you know getting the word out and sharing uh sharing all of this great great stuff i've seen all of these other episodes as well and they're amazing so definitely go check those out look i'm plugging for you now um and then if you want any more information about me or how to reach me or signing up for you know free consultations anything like that you can head over to my website uh, performancecoachcarl.com hey i'm gonna get a free 99 consultation maybe maybe sign up i'm happy (laughs) All right, Carl, thank you so much for joining us and have a wonderful week. 
All right, y'all. Carl wants us to work on journaling. That's kind of a hard one for me. I'm, I like, I'm, I'm being completely honest with you. Stuff like mindfulness and journaling is hard for me. I'm more of a, like, show me the results immediately. Like, let if I lift weights for a week, I can lift heavier weights the next week. It's hard to do mindfulness stuff for me, but I know it's important. So I'm gonna work on it. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. And I hope you try too. Uh, if I don't mention it next week, please call me out on Twitter because I'm going to try and journal at least twice before we record the next episode. Uh, that has been episode 11 of PogRx. If you have not caught the other episodes, I highly encourage you check them out. They are available on uh, Prediction, the podcast site, the podcast site, the podcast on Apple or Spotify, wherever podcasts are available. Uh, check them out. This has been an absolute pleasure. I love doing this. I'm learning so much. I hope you are learning so much. Um, we also have a Discord community now. So if you want to join that, please message me on Twitter, GamerDoc underscore, and I will get you that invite. That's it. Have a happy and a healthy week. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this show. For more information, follow GamerDoc on Twitter at GamerDoc underscore. And please remember, nothing in this video is medical advice. Yes, I am a doctor, and yes, you may need help. But this is the internet, and this is for entertainment informational purposes only. Thank you, and have a very nice day.